Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of This Week in Marvel, episode number 143. I'm Ben Morse, the editor of Marvel.com, and this is not just any episode of This Week in Marvel. This is a special. It's a crossover. It's a big-time crossover. Big-ticket events. Uh, Ryan is out in California for San Diego Comic-Con, so in his place... I have the hosts of the Women of Marvel podcast, our sister podcast on the Marvel.com family of podcasts, Judy Stevens. Hey, guys. And Adrian Cowan. Hello. And they're here to help me with this episode. <laughs> Woo! Or take over, whatever. Um, I'm excited to have them. Uh, guys, do you want to tell the people who are crazy enough to just listen to our podcast and not yours Ooh. what your podcast is about and why they should listen to it? Sure, um, I'll take it. Uh, hey guys, I'm gonna fight Adri for this. Uh, we run a Women of Marvel podcast, and we uh, basically right now it's weekly, and we do a mix of talking about um, different comic books, like all new uh, female-led comic books. So we're talking about um, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Storm. Um, we also talk to different female. Uh, uh, people in the office. So we've talked to we we're co-hosted with Janine and Sana, who are both editors um, down in the comic row. Uh, and we also talk to different female people in the office. So we're we're going to talk to people in the web development. We're going to talk to people in law in the legal department, stuff like that. Um, it's going to be a mix of everything and anything, uh, woman and comics and Marvel and studios, you name it. And we talk about boys and makeup. No, we don't. Just in case you were wondering, Judy has covered what we talk about. <laughs> but um, I'm Adri, and I'm the social media manager. So we both work, Judy and I both work on the digital side. So we kind of usher in the content for, um, the, for the podcast, and we talk to editors. Um, we talk about things that don't, it's not just stuff that will interest women. It's stuff that will interest everybody and it focuses um on the women characters and the women that work here in the office and awesome things that we're doing here at marvel yeah i was gonna say you don't have to be a girl or a woman to listen to women of marvel because the stuff you guys are covering is very interesting the content and the guests just because they happen to be female doesn't mean that um you're talking about stuff that guys won't be interested in too Exactly. It's basically just a continuation of uh, the annual panel that we have at San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con where we just get a bunch of women and men in a room and we talk comics and we talk we talk industry and we talk all that stuff. So if you guys are interested in listening to our podcast, um, make sure you uh, swing over to marvel.com slash womenofmarvel. Um, we've got about six or seven podcasts up there, including some special um, creator highlights for the Eisner nominees that are coming up uh this friday actually yeah and uh you guys are weekly you're coming out mostly on fridays now right yeah so this friday um we'll be we're doing our first reading circle um so we basically just got in a room and we talked about miss marvel so if you guys are interested make sure you come back to marvel.com on friday um and we'll have that uh, also if you're at comic-con swing by the women of marvel panel on sunday at 11 15 a.m in room 5 ab and if they want to talk to you guys on Twitter or social media. Oh, I'll take that that's one. That's what Adrian's in charge <laughs> of. We have a Tumblr page. It's thewomenofmarvelcomics.tumblr.com. We are posting all sorts of awesomeness up there and any information you might need. Um, we also have a hashtag. It's 
hashtag Women of Marvel. And if you're joining our book club, um, which is where we talk about an awesome... Is there a fee? No, it's free. Okay. It's um we we talk about female led characters and we also give away twenty five digital codes for the first people who um, email us how much, at how much are those? Those are free. Oh, okay. Sorry, Ben. Wow, what a deal. Those are free. No, um, you get a code and you get a code. Yeah, we just throw them out like money. I'm emphasizing what a deal it is. Sweet. Um, it's marketing. And to chat or ask the editors questions um, that have to do with the books we're reading, it's hashtag WOM reads. Um, so, yeah, tweet at us. Get in on the conversation. Yeah. Email us. And what are you guys' Twitter names? Oh, my Twitter... <laughs> uh, my Twitter name is at Adri Cowan, so it's at A-D-R-I-C-O-W-A-N. You're going to love mine, because yeah. I have two underscores. Um, mine is mine is OMG underscore Judy... Wow, I didn't oh. even say it right. Nope, I didn't even wrong. say it right. I messed up. Mine is OMG underscore DJ underscore Judy. Now, this is from when you were a DJ? Um, I was never actually a DJ. This is an inside joke that doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah. I always just assumed it was a holdover from your DJ. Yeah, I thought you were a DJ. No. And then, the, the best part is that I get DJ, wannabe requests. DJs sending things to me, being like, listen to my like music. Do, you get, do people try to book you? No one has tried to book me yet. I could if you really needed a DJ. Yeah. I could work. You're you like, know? I will take my iPod. You yeah. plug it in. I'll hit shuffle. Yeah. We're good as to go. As long as you like the music that I like, mm-hmm. you will have a great time. We'll have a good time. It'll be fine. All right, guys. So listen to Women of Marvel every Friday. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Very good podcast. And we're going to do what we do on This Week in Marvel, which is talk about the books that came out this week. Uh, later, I'm going to run down the other things on sale, get to some news, get to some Twitter questions. All the stuff you expect. Um, And Judy and Adrian are going to help me. So, yay. Let's go. And the first book we're going to talk about this week is All New Duke, number four, written by Peter Milligan. Art by David LaFuente, uh, with some assists from Federico Santagatti. Federico Santagatti. Did you you pronounce that before we went on live, just to make sure? No. I just do it on the fly. Why would you? (laughs) Colors by Laura Allred beautiful stuff. This is a trippy issue. This whole series has been crazy. If you guys read Ecstatics or X-Force back in the day by Milligan, um, this is really starting to get into the feel of that. Speaking of which, the Ecstatics not only make an appearance here, but we kind of get some explanation as to where they've been. We get a recap of Dupe's origin, both the known stuff and the unknown stuff. We get the first full appearance of Mama Dupe, who is Dupe's mother, uh, and we get to see Papa Dupe in flashbacks. So you get to see Basically, Peter Milligan has been holding in his head probably for about 14 years all these crazy ideas about where Dupe came from, and they all just explode onto the page here. The art is crazy. It's a lot of fun. The colors are blasting all over the place. There's X-Men cameos. It takes place during Battle of the Atom. Um, if you have enjoyed any of the Dupe series so far, you're going to love this. If you liked Ecstatics, this is going to be a real treat for you because you get to see some good old-fashioned Ecstatics action both in the past and in the present. And if you like Battle of the Atom, this is a very, very different take on Battle of the Atom. We also have All New Invaders, number eight, written by James Robinson, art by Steve Pugh. Uh, After last issue, The Human Torch, Jim Hammond has learned that something fishy's going on in S.H.I.E.L.D. Some sort of crazy robot was trying to pose as his psychiatrist or his therapist, and it turned out to be a crazy alien robot. 
Shield's got a lead on it. Um, he wants to go after that, but unfortunately he finds out that something's going on with Toro, his old sidekick, who he thought was a mutant, but it turns out he's something else. So he's got to call up Namor, who's off being a jerk with the Illuminati, and he says, oh, cool, I can go be not a jerk for a little while, which he pretty much says to uh, Jim Hammond. He's like, oh, this is a nice break for me from what I usually do, which is terrible. And they meet up with Bucky, and they are going to go storm uh, AIM to find out what's going on with Toro, but it's not really AIM. Uh, James Robinson, master of layering plot on top of plot, using old characters. Nice to see Steve Q back on art here. Some very intriguing things to come over in All New Invaders. Last All New book this week, because it wouldn't be a week if we didn't have at least three, um, is All New Ultimates, written by Michelle Fief, art by Emilcar Pinna. Issue number five, the gang war is continuing as the Serpent Skulls are raising holy hell. They have Bombshell under their control. They storm the Ultimate's base. They go after Spider-Man, Black Widow, Kitty Pride, Cloak, Dagger. We get to see uh, some, some of the relationship between Cloak and Dagger. We learn more about what's going on with them. We get to see Kitty Pride in action. Basically, just a big fight issue. Uh, Pinna's art is really cool. It's very different. And then the colors by Nolan Woodard really make this book stand out. Some cool takes on some older characters I haven't seen in a while, like the Serpent Society, like Scourge, just very, very different stuff in all new Ultimates. What's you, Adri? You get to talk about Amazing Spider-Man now. Well, Amazing Spider-Man number four, we have, uh, of course, Dan Slott and Humberto Ramos. Is that how you pronounce it? Ramos. Okay, let's try this again. I don't okay. want to Ramos. <laughs> so, Amazing Spider-Man number four, um, written by Dan Slott, and uh, Humberto Ramos is the artist on this. I love the art. And I have to admit that I am not typically a Spidey reader. Right. Um, so this is good for anyone, actually, who wants to even just jump in the story. Um, it has a lot of explanation about the, the backstory and what's happening. Um, and you get to really see um, Peter, who has just gotten back his body essentially um trying to fit in uh right at the beginning and he feels really awkward but no one else seems to feel awkward about it. they're like okay yeah peter peter's back and yeah okay but he's still feeling a little eh, I, I, i'm me you guys um so that was really cool kind of getting that side of him um and trying to find his way back into the world um you see a lot of uh, action in the beginning, obviously, with the recap of all the secrets um, being exploded from the Watcher's eyeballs, um, which obviously you get a recap it's not of. It's so easy and... to talk about this out loud, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's no, not. Recapping out loud is tough. It is tough, I, yeah. I, but I say really smart things like exploding eyeballs. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone uh, really knows what I'm talking about. Um, this one was very cool. Um, you get to see the secret that the Watcher has held in his eyeballs <laughs> for Spider-Man. And it's very... I don't know. How do you, how do you talk about this? Judy. <laughs> um, you know what? The, the best part about this book is that there's there's this one interaction between when in the fight scene between um, when they're crossover with Original Sin where Spider-Man is being awkward, but oh, yeah. people are like... What are you talking about? Yeah. And it's like, guys, it's me. It's not Doc Ock. And they're like, okay, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. we're dealing with stuff. It's a true classic Dan Slott story, really just bringing Spider Man together and introducing a brand new character, um, Silk, who is going to be epic. Yeah. Um, I've heard some rumors of what we're going to be doing with her um, moving on. 
maybe even heard rumors have you heard things because you work here yeah well, she's awesome um, I mean they could be rumors they could be things they could be I could be listening in on editorial offices I walk by you yeah. never know yeah. the best part about Silk is that she is so confident in herself mm-hmm. and she also can she has a portable costume yeah, she cool. can create her own costume on her own just with her silky webs so um, and Peter's like kind of jealous yeah. He's like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. But, but I can't picture if you if you read this one, you can see what she does with the webs. It probably wouldn't translate well in no. uh, Spidey's costume. Maybe. Well, it'd just be a little, I think that's a little very, revealing. Yeah, I think I think that's, that's what dancer belts are for. Yeah, I think that's, that's a double, I think that's a double standard. But the characters were built really well here. The the chemistry and the interaction, and you get to. Um, you get to see the actual chemistry between the two characters in an animalistic sense. I don't know what what do you call it? In insect sense? Like what what Spiders is that are called? Not insects. Yeah. Spiders? Yeah. What are they? They're arachnids. They're ara- whatever. An arachnid is an insect. Uh, Come on. It's not. Yeah. Well, I learned science, that in chemistry. If you would like to complain I... about science to Adrian Cohen, please tweet at her at Adrian Cohen. I believe that I'm right about science because I was I I went to liberal arts college. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's true, I did too, and we specialized in science there. So we'll call this arachnid ke- chemistry. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, this is a sweet character. It's an awesome story, an awesome book. And if you did want you to say see it's the- a sweet character because you flip to a page I, where she's yelling. She's out yelling sweet. sweet. <laughs> I flipped to the page. Um, she's actually a really cool character. She's um, a, a kick-ass lady character um, that I hope we get to see a lot more of. Definitely will. Also, uh, for anyone who has the Marvel AR app out there, we have our final 3D execution featuring Spider-Man on this cover, Amazing Spider-Man number four. Yep. Um, and it's uh, this will be the final of four that we did um, classic Spider-Man actions in 3D that pop out of your comic cover. Um, so if you guys haven't seen them uh, going back, it's all it's Amazing one, two, three, and four. So make sure you guys check those out. Judy, if someone has never used Marvel AR and they want to, how do they do it? It's free to download in iOS um, and Android on Google Play. Um, so just Google Marvel AR, A-R, like literally the letters. Uh, and it's basically just, it creates sort of behind the scenes uh, bonus feature content for all you guys out there. And it's free. You just need the um, actual comic panels or images. So look out for that AR slug that we have floating around on covers and books. Cool. 100th anniversary special, The Avengers, number one, written and drawn by the great James Stokoe. Um, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his last name right. Uh, legend around the indie scene has never really done superhero work before that I'm familiar with. I'm sure I'll get corrected on Twitter if I'm wrong about that. Um, but really crazy outside-the-box stuff. This 100th anniversary is continuing to say, you know, just dropping in as if, comics have been continuing for the next however many years and then we're picking them up from there in this case uh earth fought a war with the badoon and it basically decimated everything and america's in the negative zone and the avengers are rogue crazy indian doctor strange and better ray bill and they're all awesome and tony stark has downloaded his brain into a giant stark tower and he's just a big iron man and he gets depressed because he can't drink um, and the Earth is covered in these crazy spores from the Badoon invasion, and the Avengers have to fight the Moloids, who decide, hey, uh, we're going to come up and invade now because you're in bad shape. The Avengers, by the way, are now based in, where is it? Kuala Lumpur, 
that is now like the new New York because New York's in the negative zone. Uh, the art in this issue is freaking bonkers. Like the amount of detail and craziness, and everything looks very organic. Like buildings and characters, and everything just bleeds into each other. Uh, the lettering that Soko does, because um, he does all this by himself. Um, the lettering is crazy. It's all psychedelic, and it all goes right into whatever's going on. So, uh, just crazy. It, it would be impossible to accurately describe this comic. Also, Captain America is just like floating through the negative zone, looking for America. I was saying too that it looks very much like our crumb. Yeah, art. Um, if any of you are familiar with that. that, it's it's really it's really old school. It's mm-hmm. like very, like you said, it's psychedelic. Um, there's it looks t- like it's from the 70s. Yeah, it looks like it's from the 70s. It's lots of tiny detail um, and lots of little kind of Easter eggs. Like even at the beginning in the, there's this really, it's it's really taking, recap yeah, it's taking ownership I of love this. the times. <laughs> it's a little ad for some sort of futuristic world. And then also uh, James Stoker does a little biography of himself where he says he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they they pulled his brain algorithm to finish this issue. It's I just really yeah, fun. it's a cool idea. I picture him like not sleeping for yeah. a full week to do I, this yeah, comic. I don't yeah I don't yeah I feel like then he just went into hibernation. Yeah, um, yeah. This is really fun. This is really neat. It's weird. Very um, weird. It's very weird. But I think uh, as a one off, it's it's a lot of fun. So Daredevil number six, um, written by Mark Wade and drawn by Javier. Wow. I cannot pronounce names that are not in my English language because I'm a terrible person. Javier Rodriguez. Um, I'm loving the Daredevil series. Um, I love the cover. Uh, I picked this book because I really wanted to talk about the cover. But obviously interiors um, are also stunning. Um, we sort of look, get a look back on um, the mother and father of uh, Daredevil and sort of uh, see where he's come from. And it's it's definitely it's a crossover with uh, Original Sin, so we sort of get a mix. There's sort of two storylines going on here. Um, but uh, Daredevil, Matt Murdock, goes to um, goes to find his mother, and what and sort of found out that his mother Maggie, um, who is a nun, uh, has gotten herself into a little bit of a trouble. So and not just as nuns do, as nuns do, you know, <laughs> fighting fighting for the peace. Haven't you ever seen Sister Act? Oh, classic. Or Sister Act Two. Oh, there yeah. is sadly no singing in this comic book, although oh. you can sing along. Yeah. Um, some classic Sister Act songs while you're doing it. Yeah, this is the best Daredevil recap I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I just dropped my phone. Okay. Uh, but so basically, um, Matt goes to sort of start. Figuring out why um, why Maggie has been sent to prison and what she's done, and sort of you you follow this storyline and it gets deeper and deeper, and you and you discover that um, that it's sort of this sinister plan uh, between um, some U.S. generals and uh, someone out of Wakanda, and obviously the Black Panther is no longer in charge of Wakanda. So who is uh, doing these deals? Um, definitely read it. The art, I mean, I'm really just loving the way that you sort of see the art in this infrared perspective of Daredevil. Um, obviously, there's an amazing double spread um, halfway through the book that mm. really sort of shows, cl- like, the classic infrared feeling of, like, you sort of hear the sounds and the smells that Matt really experiences all the time. So, um, obviously, this, the story is, is, is building up. Um, there's going to be something even more coming next episode, but... You know, just buy it for the art, because I'm just loving the art coming out of Daredevil. Um, since they relaunched it, it's brilliant. 
Next up, we have Deadpool number 32 uh, with Jerry Duggan and Brian Posehn um, and artist John Lucas. Okay, obviously, you're not going to read Deadpool without expecting some ridiculous, ridiculous storyline. And <laughs> that's still, you get all that in this one. Um, Deadpool has kind of just returned from time traveling mm -hmm. and um, he's on the search for his long lost daughter um, who is in Illinois and is living with um, some a, a foster parent but you you can you have to read this to get the details um, but essentially this this issue is all about him trying to get his daughter who is being chased um, and there are some crazy robot guys and he's wearing a, an afro in one, one I'm loving the hairstyles and lest we forget that Dazzler is in this mm -hmm. he has gone back and brought Dazzler um, so he's kind of abandoned his wife um, in this giant <laughs> battle of, of against vampires and Dazzler's there and and she's she's like whatever you, it's Deadpool like I don't really expect him to be uh, that committed to me yeah. um, and the woman who's gonna marry Deadpool is gonna be an, an understanding yes. patient yeah. woman she gets it and she's very self-sufficient yeah. so she can handle it herself she can do it Dazzler herself. doesn't seem to be able to handle it Dazzler's from the 70s <laughs> it was a different time yeah I don't know she's uh, I, I hope that in the next issue she uh, she beefs it up a little bit but <laughs> Dazzler's a is is a um, kick butt character, uh, and she's wearing her classic nineteen yeah. seventies wear. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I have I need to see a little bit more from her. Yeah. But anyway, um, just expecting more. Yeah, this one's crazy. You get a little bit of insight into the original sin crossover and what um, you a couple of secrets about Deadpool. Um, it, it is a fun one, and it's super random, and it's everything you would expect from a Deadpool comic. Cool. Speaking of Deadpool comics, I got two more. Deadpool Dracula's Gauntlet, number three, written by the aforementioned Jerry Duggan and Brian Posehn, art by Riley Brown. This is adopting a couple more issues of uh, Deadpool the Gauntlet, our infinite comic. So go back and check it out in infinite comic form, because that's definitely purest form of it. But if not, you can get a few cool adventures here with... Uh, we're just talking about Deadpool and Shikla, who are now married. This is kind of how they met, how they fell in love. They fight Blade. They fight a bunch of ghosts, uh, a bunch of French ghosts at that. They get kidnapped by Hydra. Uh, it's crazy. It's weird. It's a lot of fun. It's very funny. It's a very fast-moving, nice pace. So check that one out, both in infinite comic form and in print. We've also got Deadpool vs. X-Force number 2, written by Dwayne Swarzynski, art by Pepe Larraz. In this issue, uh, X-Force has gone back in time. This is the original X-Force. This is actually before they're even X-Force. They're still the new mutants. But you got Cable, you got Domino, you got Warpath, you got Cannonball, you got Boom Boom. Um, and this takes place before they met Deadpool for the first time. They go back in time to try to stop Deadpool from doing crazy stuff. Uh, he's trying to change the past. He's already messed with the Revolutionary War. Now he's messing with the Civil War. A lot of big crazy fights, a lot of big crazy powers. The art is pretty kinetic, and Cable and Deadpool chemistry right from the start. So if you're a fan of Cable and Deadpool uh, and of their late lamented team-up series, you get some nice references here. Deadpool more uh, fourth wall breaking than usual in this issue. So people who like that aspect of the character will definitely get your money's worth in Deadpool vs. X-Force. And it has the original logos. That's kind of cool. 
so Mighty Avengers number 12 uh, is all about another flashback. Clearly, I picked all the books with flashbacks. Um, so we see a flashback, uh, again, from the exploding eyeballs um, <laughs> of Original Sin. Uh, Luke Cage sort of sees uh, the, what his father did when he was a cop. And so you sort of go back in time, and you so- see that he was part of sort of this weird period of time in New York City where there were these four... Um, what are they? Deathwalkers. Deathwalkers. I'm not helpful, am I? <laughs> there are these four uh, people. They were rulers of their own land way back when, and then they started to get. They started to dabble in the dark arts yes. and couldn't get enough, and started. Uh, what was it? They were sacrificing human yeah, beings. They're sacrificing every living thing around them. Once you get mixed up in that stuff, it's really hard to turn back. I, you can't stop. Yeah. Once I you know, get a taste, the first taste is free, but after yeah. that, human just, sacrifice. It's a. It's a real thing, guys. This is a. We might need to do an intervention. PSA: Don't sacrifice other people. <laughs> it's never worth it. Literally or figuratively. But yeah, it's pretty cool to see the. I mean, Luke's dad's team is the original Mighty Avengers, and they actually have a reason why they're called that, which was kind of neat. Um, they have all sorts of different powers. You got Blue Marvel doing his thing, Blade in his crazy <laughs> 1970s costume, mm-hmm. uh, the Bear who is nuts. Uh, yeah, but they they have quite a tussle with the Deathwalkers, which sets up uh, next issue where the modern day Mighty Avengers are going to pick up the baton and try to finish the job they couldn't get done. Yay! See, I just tagged off. Yeah. It's all right. You got another one. Woo! Okay. Kids book time! Uh, So, Marvel Ultimate Spider-Man. Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man number 28. Written by Joe Carmagna. Um, I love kids books. Uh, This is obviously art um, from the Ultimate Spider-Man TV show. Um, You sort of... you Obviously, you're following Spider-Man through a period of time um, with the Hulk. And who can go wrong with that? Um, and it's, you know, the, the the great thing about this TV show that you can watch on Disney XD on Sunday mornings and the book is that it's really made for children. And we, you know, I was talking to Joe Marnia at, um, at Philly Wizard World and we were saying that there weren't enough books out there for kids. And here's, here's a great book. So if you guys, I mean, this is obviously made for adults too. You don't have to be ashamed to want to to want to watch or read um, Ultimate Spider-Man, um, but so you sort of follow uh, Hulk is sort of helping Spider-Man figure out why there are these weird bot things floating around his apartment um, while doing this all without showing uh, uh, his aunt what's going on. No. So, which is obviously uh, classic. That's, it's a very like yeah. classic scenario. Tale as old as time. Yeah. There's actually a moment in uh, the comic where uh, Peter puts uh, headphones on um, his aunt and some like uh, sleeping uh, mask, Sleep mask so that he can get the Hulk into his living room. Yeah. And she's like, "Whoa, whoa, what? What's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, phew. She's she can't see or hear anything." Yeah. And then, then the Hulk. Bounds we, down just in time. I'm pretty sure I saw this on an episode of Saved by the Bell <laughs> yeah. back in the day. Yeah. This is actually Saved by the Bell featured yeah. Spider-Man and a green character. Exactly. I don't know why she wouldn't just take the the earbuds out of her ears and take the mask off, but she well, played. She went along well, with it. Nephew's trying to do something nice for her. That's she true. She, he wouldn't lead her wrong. That's true. Yeah. And of course they get yelled at by Nick Fury at the end. Obviously. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. So, you know, um, you know, if you guys want more kids' books, make sure you write into us and tell us, because we should have more of them. And play. 
On to Original Sin, Thor and Loki, The Tenth Realm, number two. With writer, it is. It's a long one. Writers Al Ewing and Jason Aaron with artist Simone Bianchi and Lee Garbett. Um, this one actually was one of my favorite books. Uh, uh, Save for Storm, number one, this was my favorite. Um, I wanted to frame every panel, no. like, on my wall. It's beautiful. It's uh, clearly, it looks like watercolor. It's gorgeous. And the colors are are appropriate to the story. So we open up with um, the Guardians blasting into I don't know where uh, but they're blasting somewhere in the space and it's bright and uh, sassy just like the guardians are in real life because we know them in real life um, <laughs> hashtag sassy, hashtag sassy. Um, but it's you, here. You're seeing a, a really strong link between um, the Guardians and Angela and um, the Asgardians, and uh, it's it's uh, you actually see the transition in colors and in the art when you're looking at the Guardians and when you're looking at um, Thor and yeah, Loki. Lee Garbett does the Guardian sequences, and then you go over to Simone Bianca. Yeah, it's such a good idea, um, and essentially it, you have Thor and Loki. Um, uh, teaming up to head to the t- the pre the previously banished tenth realm mm-hmm. of heaven, uh, spelled H E V E N. Yeah. Um, and it's the different guys. It's it's not it's not really heaven. It's it's the tenth realm heaven. Um, but there are angels there too. So, um, but yes. So they're on the search for Thor's sister. And um, it, they're encountering these angels who are pretty tough. Um, and it's, I don't want to give too much away because it's actually a really great story. But Loki's up to his tricks again. Mm-hmm. He ends up saving the day kind of as you... I mean, he's either ruining the day or saving the day with his trickery. Um, in this case, um, he ends up doing that. But there's always some sort of... Uh, he always has some sort of ulterior motive for himself um so this is essentially all about thor and loki on the hunt to find angela um and there are some battles and there are some evil happening and explosions and it's a good one pick it up all right and to finish off our original sin stuff for this week we got original sins number four three more short stories uh, first of all, really cool Doctor Doom story by James Robinson and art by Alex Malev, which is nice to see. Um, basically, this guy who was caught in the, uh, we've already talked about it, the Watcher eyeball explosion, um, <laughs> learns a secret about Doctor Doom, and it's just some corrupt businessman. He's like, he's telling his buddy how he's going to use this and he's going to defeat Doctor Doom. Um, and then he learns what happens when you try to go up against Doctor Doom. It's, it's really fun. It's, it's short, so I'm not even going to try to recap it because you need to read it for yourself. I'll be continuing Young Avengers story, written by Ryan North, art by Ramon Villalobos, them contending with the hood, kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and for the hood to betray them. But I think the best part is uh, Marvel Boy trying to text all the other members of the team to get them to come to hang out with him, and they won't. Um, That's hilarious. Think, yeah, they all think what he's doing is lame. <laughs> and then finally, there's a little... There's, there's a, kooky little two-pager kind of focused on Captain America written by David Abata and Pablo Dura with art by Eric Henderson focusing on uh, an Eskimo child who is now an adult living in New York and what role he played in Captain America's 
freezing period. It was kind of, it was like, what? It yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. That was kind of neat, but it fit, it fit thematically. I thought one cool thing about that was it showed just a regular, ordinary guy who happened to pick up on the Watcher secrets because yeah. he was there. Um, and so it wasn't just, a, it wasn't a superhero, it was just like this random guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It was, it was a cool use of the, uh, the concept. Explode the eyeballs! For everyone! Yes. Um, next up is Storm Number One, written yes. by Greg Pak and artist by um, and art by Victor Ivanez. This is brilliant. Yeah. If you have not picked this up, if this is not on your list, it better be. This is probably my favorite book this week, um, and I've known that this has been coming for a while. Um, there is AR on this too. Uh, <laughs> let me drop that in. Um, there's uh, we have a really great trailer on the on the cover that you can trigger to, um, and also interior. If you look for the AR slug, we have Greg Pack talking about the book. Mm-hmm. So make sure you tune into that. But obviously, um, this story will follow along Storm and sort of like as she sort of figures out her role at the Jean Grey School and her role overall um, as an X-Men. And uh, you sort of see her open up, and she's um, in... uh, So she's seen this giant tsunami that's about to take out this town, and she saves it with her amazing storm powers. That was one of the things I liked most about this book was... And I talked to Greg Clark about this um, on a podcast we did a few weeks ago, was... You know, a lot of writers with Storm, they'll just have her just use some lightning, use some wind. Like, he's coming up with really clever ways for her to use her powers, because her powers are crazy. She can do anything with weather, so that certainly is a whole wide range. And the way she ends up stopping the tsunami, the way she explains why she uses it this way. Like, I was, from the first three pages, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, and her mohawk. Yeah, yes. and her mohawk, Her too. mohawk is, is back and better than ever. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's where she holds all her power. Yeah. So she's your mom. I'm gonna try. It. I'm gonna do that. How did she get it to stick up so high? <laughs> Clearly, she must static spend. electricity. Oh! I mean, science, you guys, like, bringing it right back with all the she, science knowledge. She could, have, she could, in theory, have the windblown look like all <laughs> yes, the time she if just, she wanted. Literally, yeah, <laughs> just around her head. Oh, and she's and, and in this book, she sort of uh, is. There's a character uh, in the Dream Gate School that they've brought to the school, and and her name is Flourish. And so basically, she's known to sort of making to make to make plants and flowers and all this, but instead she feels sort of like imprisoned at the Jean Grey School and it's sort of like Storm trying trying to see her um, her view and also realizing that that like maybe her original view as her as herself is is maybe maybe not wrong, but maybe she needs to stop playing politics or uh, bureaucracy and all that stuff and, and really do what she feels inside is the best to do. So definitely pick this up. It's a great book. Yeah. Um, there's going to be more to come. Um, uh, Greg's already said that there's tons of characters outlined for each book as we move forward, so make sure you guys are adding this to your list. Pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. Yeah, and if you're feeling sensitive or emotional at all, don't read this book because you'll cry in public. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just talking about my experience reading this book on the train. Because this book is like is actually very deep and yeah. and I I maybe my I got a little teary eyed. Yeah, you okay right now? I was I'm okay right now, but thinking about it again I might start welling up. Yeah. But beautiful really it's be- it's a beautiful book and it's paced extremely well mm-hmm. and you just see her character developing. You see her developing as a person and as like figuring out what she thinks is right and and she's just going to do it. Um I love this book. Storm's been around for like 
40 years now almost. She's been around for a while. So the fact that there are still lessons for her to learn and that Greg Pak can still find uh, stuff to mine in her character is awesome. And I am with both of you guys. This was a tremendous issue on every front. I'm glad it's only the first issue. That means we get more. All right, finally, wrapping things up, Wolverine and the X-Men number six, written by Jason Latour. Uh, a whole army of artists on this one, Mahmoud Asrar, Pepe Larraz, David Messino, Massimiliano Veltri, and Mark Deering. It's the wrap-up to the first storyline here. Quentin Quire and Edie have gone into the future, trying to figure out this whole Phoenix Corporation thing, uh, what future Quentin Quire has to do with everything, uh, the destiny of Phoenix versus Apocalypse. A lot of weird stuff going on here, a lot of crazy X-Men-y time travel things. Uh, Quentin having to make some decisions that he's been questioning since the beginning of the book about who he is, where he fits in the Jean Grey school. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Genesis and Phantom X are battling Faithful John on the, in the world on another plane of existence. So different fights, different craziness, a lot of philosophy, a lot of wackiness in this book. So this is the point in the podcast where Ryan and I usually give our Twins of the Week, which is our Book of the Week. I think we may be unanimous. Are we all are we all going with Storm number one? Yes. yes. Hands down. Hands no. down. I think some great books this week. Uh, I thought Amazing Spider-Man was great. 100th Anniversary Special Avengers was really different and cool. Um, and like you said, original Sin, Thor, and Loki was really neat as well. But yeah, I'm going to give the nod to Storm. I think we all are. Yes. Yes. So here we go. Well, guys, thank you for helping me to review these books. Um, Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, yeah. this is fun. You guys, maybe back. Maybe maybe we'll do another crossover someday. Um, yeah, definitely. We'll if you guys want to uh, listen to us talk more, uh, make sure you swing over to our own podcast at marvel.com slash women of marvel. All right, and I'm going to be back with a sec with all the other stuff. But thanks to you and Adrian for helping out, and we'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. Thanks again to Adrian Cowan and Judy Stevens from Women of Marvel for helping me out here on this week in Marvel. Uh, I'm alone now alone here in the green room and I'm going to run through everything else we usually do. First of all, telling you guys the collections on sale this week. Captain America Volume 2, Castaway and Dimension X, Dimension Z, not X, Book 2, Trade Paperback. Deadpool Volume 5, The Wedding of Deadpool in Trade Paperback. Fantastic Four Epic Collection Volume 20, Into the Time Stream, also in Trade. You know, these are all in Trade, so I'm not going to bother saying. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy by Abnett and Lane, the Complete Collection Volume 1. A lot of you guys have been demanding that. And now you're going to see it, a lot of the stuff that the movie is based on, but a great Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Thunderbolts, Volume 4, No Mercy. Wolverine by Jason Aaron, The Complete Collection, Volume 3. Wolverine, Volume 1, Three Months to Die. That is all the collections we have up this week. Meanwhile, over on the Digital Comics app, the Marvel Comics app, everything we discussed on the releases, plus Amazing Spider-Man Who Am I? and Infinite Comic uh, in Digital, Issues 5 through 8. Also on sale on the Marvel Comics app, we've got Iron Man issues 116, 129 through 133, and 135. And collections on the app, Avengers Volume 5, Adapter Die, Deadpool Volume 5, Wedding of Deadpool, Disney Kingdom, Secrets of the Weird, George Romero's Empire of the Dead, Act 1, Runaways Volume 10, Rock Zombies, She-Hulk Volume 4, Laws of Attraction, Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 21, War of the Symbiotes, Wolverine Origin 2, Wolverine, Three Months to Die, Book 1, X-Factor, Volume 12, Scar Tissue, X-Men, Fall of the Mutants, Volume 1, and X-Men, The Shattering. 
Uh, freshly digitized. I've not had a chance to do yet because we're doing this a little early next this week, but go to marvel.com, go to the Marvel Unlimited section, and all the new additions to Marvel Unlimited, you can find them right there under new releases. Quick bit of news, uh, it's going to just be me this week because, again, Mark is helping Ryan there actually at the Guardians of the Galaxy red carpet setting up for that. That will be in the books by the time you guys hear this. But uh, quick bit of comics news. No doubt you guys have seen now, we have an initiative called Avengers Now. We've been kind of sitting on this for a while. We're pretty excited. Debuted a great art spread by Sarah Pacelli showing off all the changes coming for the Avengers in October, November, and beyond. We've already announced Bucky Barnes, The Winter Soldier by Al Shkott and Marco Rudy. We've announced Thor, featuring a new female lead written by Jason Aaron, art by Russell Dowderman. We also last week broke the news of all new Captain America, which will feature Sam Wilson, formerly the Falcon, as Captain America, written by Rick Remender, art by Stuart Eminen. And finally, what we've announced so far, uh, Superior Iron Man, a new take on Iron Man, written by Tom Taylor, who is new to Marvel, and art by Yildere Sinar, also new to Marvel. Uh, We have interviews about all four of those books on the site now. There are going to be more announcements to come this week at San Diego Comic-Con, which of course is the big news of this week. Comic-Con will be kicking off uh, with preview night on Wednesday. We will have live coverage. You can find it on Marvel.com. We're going to be streaming the whole thing, the entire convention, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tons of guests, tons of news, tons of information. All going to be coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. We'll round it all up here next week. Uh, In video game news... Just continue to check out all the cool stuff going on with Disney Infinity. I know we have some new announcements coming up this week and some cool social media pushes. We've also been continuing our Understanding Disney Infinity series. Last week we covered Power Discs. And uh, we'll have a lot of big games announcements this week too. Lots of announcements, games, comics, movies, TV, everything will be coming out of Comic-Con International. So be sure to check uh, Marvel.com as well as our social channels. Everyone's going out there. Uh, only myself and Harry Go will be men in the the home base here but we wish good luck to everybody out there that should be underway by the time you guys listen to this and finally this week let's get into your questions and comments of course you can always tweet us your questions and comments using the hashtag this week in marvel uh this week we've got the typical standard questions and comments next week we'll be doing this week in marvel unlimited reading club which is annihilation conquest star lord to check in on that use the hashtag twim but this week we've got John Dave McCusker uh, noting that he got a sneak peek of Guardians of the Galaxy at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Very cool. Said, don't mind if I do. Good on you, John Dave. Uh, Kyle Martinick saying, I think we can all agree this should have stayed Kitty Pride's costume. And then he's got a shot of her as Sprite when she had the crazy knee socks and all the different colors and all the weirdness going on back in the 80s. Uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. A lot of stuff from Twim Fan, Agent Twim. Six hardcovers, four trade paperbacks, and a Spider-Man bobblehead for my birthday. My wife loves me. That is very cool. Uh, We've got the Spidey Wacky Wobbler from Amazing Spider-Man 2, Punisher in the Blood, Wolverine back in Japan, Spider-Man Jackpot, Spectacular Spider-Man Sins Remembered, New Avengers, Death of Gene DeWolf, Spider-Man the Fantastic Spider-Man, Captain America Out of Time, Avengers the Initiative Disassembled, Spider-Man the Fantastic World. Yes, your wife loves you very much. Uh, You are a lucky man, and uh, happy birthday. <clears throat> We've got more from Agent Twim, translated from the Japanese. That's hilarious. Talking about original volume of X-Men number 96 with Sunfire. Super Ego, the Living Adam. What? Clearly discovering some crazy stuff. Yet another birthday comic. Manga Spider-Man. And even the Japanese know. Hashtag don't forget the hyphen. 
actually, twin fan, uh, in, in Japan, they do not use the hyphen. That is the only place that uh, we, we let it go. We let it slide. But I say my wife got a Dark Phoenix bobblehead for her birthday. So cool. You guys are just cleaning up on your birthdays. And also got a bunch of $1 trade paperbacks at Hastings with a gift card. So much marble. Cool, man. Enjoy it. Uh, Wookie Will saying, what is up with no love for the Wookie? Every time I tweet, you say it must be my first time. Please remember me. Uh, Will, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I hope you don't take this personally. We will definitely, from from now on, remember that Wookie Will is a loyal This Week in Marvel listener as well as tweeter. Dr. Spidey, Scott McElroy. This series gets my vote as the most underrated classic Marvel comic ever. So good. Shows a picture of Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. I have to admit, I have never read Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. Um, it is one of my blind spots. And now with this recommendation from... Uh, from Scott, I might have to give it a shot. Also notes, love listening to actors on point five episodes of This Week in Marvel, but my favorite interviews will always be with Marvel historian Peter Sanderson. Uh, guess what, Scott? Me too. Kyle Charles, Johnny Timpulse, poor Kurt, Nightcrawler, been alive for five minutes, already lost his girlfriend. Uh, yes, that happened in the most recent uh, issue of Nightcrawler. Referencing the original Sentines and Avengers, future Franklin and future Groot are buddies. That is awesome. I thought it was pretty cool. Nice touch. It's very sad to see the Fantastic Four fall apart, but you got to feel sorry for Ben and Sue the most. Uh, I think they're all going through some tough times. Johnny lost his powers. That's rough. But yeah, I guess Ben, you know, found out some rough stuff due to original sin. Sue lost her kids. Kind of hard to compare. Spent about six hours at work reading 90% of Realm of Kings. I regret nothing. Good for you. Wear it like a badge of honor. Reading the Thanos Imperative has made me really want to learn the fate of Nova, Drax, and Star-Lord. Well, you won't have to wait long. Coming up next month in Guardians of the Galaxy, we're finally going to find out and imagine how much I, number one Nova fan, want to know what's going on there. Question, what happened to Bug and Jack Flag in Realm of Kings and the Thanos Imperative? They just disappear. That is something that's yet to be answered. Uh, they were members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. We know the Guardians of the Galaxy broke up. They might have just gone to do their own thing, or something else might have happened. But, uh, you know, tweet Brian M. Bendis. Tell me you want to know where Bug and Jack Flag are. HW View, Haywood View, saying good luck with PvP today. Just hoping for diamond level. Uh, thank you, Haywood. I got gold level. As, a, as a Agent M and I have said, we're kind of... PvP, we go in, do what we got to do, and just kind of get out and hope for the best. Um, definitely been focusing a little bit more on the spec ops and the chapters. I'm almost done with the latest chapter, and uh, pretty excited about that. Last week, twin for HWV was Avengers 32. Jonathan Hickman leads more seeds for Cap versus the Illuminati, and a good cameo from a star. Gunhild Skjold, I'm so excited by the new Thor. Wonder what will happen to the old one. Uh, stay tuned. He is, he is not going away but big changes for him. Just realized the gas station from a funny thing that happened on the way to Thor's hammer is Roxxon. Never noticed that. That is kind of cool. That, of course, is the uh, DVD extra, the Marvel one-shot uh, revolving around Thor, and, of course, Roxxon has now become a big part of comics Thor, so that that's a neat touch. Matt Glover, I'm loving the idea that Thor might not be worthy anymore. A new Thunder God might be awesome. Might be. It's going to be really awesome. El Bartolata says, Iron Man, the famous engineer, I don't know, and then sends me a picture of his uh, Marvel Legends Iron Man doing something crazy. Not entirely sure, but nice picture. Uh, Penelope Cat, Big Hero 6, maybe the most adorable Marvel movie ever. I want to give the trailer a big hug. Yeah, it looks awesome. Technically not a Marvel movie. Uh, Big Hero 6 started out at Marvel, but that is purely a Disney venture. Uh, Just like Frozen, Um, that's going to be a Disney movie, but certainly we here at Marvel are excited to check it out. 
Love the Jeff Smith San Diego Comic-Con Rocket Raccoon cover. Please let there be a poster. Uh, maybe right now it's San Diego exclusive, so if you guys are at Comic-Con, make sure to pick that up because you get an opportunity that not everybody else does. Simon Williams, Simon Seb. So Sam Wilson's Captain America now. I guess I'll have to check that out along with the new Thor. Yeah, it's all really exciting. And like I said, we're not done yet. Squirrel Boy, 2099. Dirty Lash, listening to Peter Sanderson on This Week in Marvel. And the knowledge he has is breathtaking. He's a real-life watcher. No stealing his eyes. I am sure Peter will be relieved to hear that. Rap AB saying, Ultimate Spider-Ham. <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Ham. Easy for me to say. Josh Fialkov just made my day. Hashtag Ultimate FF. That was a cool last page. Brian Bendis is making fun of Nick Lowe editing Spider-Man Uncanny X-Men. I laughed so hard. I did too, ref. Peter David missed a Tahiti joke in All New X-Factor. I am not sure what you're talking about. Um, obviously, a joke. I, I, how, you Tweet back. I want to know how he passed that up. Is it a recurring theme for Peter David to write heroes working in big companies with morally great standards? Uh, good point. That is obviously happening in Spider-Man 2099 as well as All New X-Factor. I don't know if it's so much a recurring theme as just, you know, a topic he's interested in, but definitely worth noting. So Avengers World got a screenshot from Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Hashtag Horizon Labs. And speaking of what Judy was talking about earlier, if you guys used Marvel AR on last week's issue of Avengers World, you can see a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my, love the last page of Avengers World and some of the Horizon Labs buddies are going to go crazy. Great last page. Not going to reveal what he's talking about. You guys should go and look. When Sabra and Storm were talking about cavalry for a second, I thought they were talking about Melinda May. Hashtag X-Men. Yep, nice little bit of uh, shield synergy. Unintentional, perhaps. Star-Lord UK. Love the new issue of Miss Marvel. Series get better and better with each issue. Love the panels about fan fiction. Big shout-outs for Remender and Jason Aaron for their big announcements. Can't wait to see how they work out. It's going to be really exciting. Wheeler Madness. Love that a woman wielding Thor's hammer. And Sam Wilson's Captain America has gone mainstream news. Even my wife knew. Yeah, last week was crazy. Uh, really excited about all that. I think I'm just repeating myself at this point. Uh, final tweet of the week. Kieran Doherty just caught up on new Spider-Man 2099. I'm so on board with this. The Scotty Young variant is awesome, too. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you, everybody who wrote in. Uh, reminder, all this week, all this weekend, check out San Diego Comic-Con, Marvel Live, all our coverage on Marvel.com and our social channels. Read Annihilation Conquest, Star-Lord, and use the hashtag TwinURC to tell us what you think. Thank you again to Adrian and Judy for their help uh, next week. Hopefully, everyone will be back. We'll see. We'll see how recovered everyone is. But until then, I'm Ben Morse. Thank you for listening to This Week in Marvel. This is Marvel, your universe.